98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo starts now. Now. Straight up, 2 o'clock on this Monday in Phoenix. You okay over there? I'm good, I'm good. I just had to get some. You know, I just got information. Literally, right before, like, right as we're getting ready. So we get in here. So straight up 2 o'clock on this Monday. Good afternoon. You know, and it, like when we get in here, we got to change our mic socks because we have like mics. And I got to plug like my headphones in and because um, me and Wolf sit in the same spot. So he's got to get his stuff out. I got to get my stuff in. It's a short turnaround time. And then I'm like, I'm, I was just getting some information. So the information I got was that Corbin Carroll will be in right field tonight for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Batting eighth. I batted, or I reported earlier that he's going to bat eighth. And now I'm getting word that he will be in right field. So I imagine Stone Garrett's in left. And then Alec Thomas is going to be in center, but he is going to get his first start in Major League Baseball as a right fielder. There you go. Breaking news you can only get here on the Burns and Gambo show. Gambo, good to see you, buddy. How was your week? What's going on? How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. I had the uh, the anniversary weekend with uh, Mrs. Gambo. How did the shoes go over? The shoes were a big hit. I bet. The bag was an even bigger hit. I bet. Yeah. So that was really good. I got a new wallet. She gave you a new uh, wallet. Eric will be impressed. I got one of those little skinny wallets. Look, look at that. Look at that. Look at that thing. Look at that thing. There's I am very impressed. There's, some, there's something symbolic about her getting Gambo. She gave him a wallet, and then she immediately emptied it. Oh! With the, with the, two, with the two gifts. Come which, on. <laughs> she works, too, no, Mrs. I know, Gambo. But you know what I'm... But I, yeah. the, the gifts you got her were, were not cheap. Good on you. Good on you. Yeah. I had to make up for my... <laughs> Last, uh, my, her birthday, man, I did not get her great gifts for her birthday, so I had an epic fail there. I was going to say, I thank uh, you. For the gifts, so I had to <laughs> come through a little bit better on that one. Yeah, the, well, All you right. did in flying colors. Yeah, so everybody who had the uh, under on whether me and Chelsea would make it six years, you guys you guys lose. You know, a lot of people probably had the under five or under three, but we made it six. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, so that was our weekend. Uh, let's waste no time. There's a lot of stuff going on with the Cardinals and cuts and with the Diamondbacks. Let's get right to our top story of the day. Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. The 2-0 pitch is swung on to drive the deep right center. And this ball is gone. Onto the berm, beyond the tree. Quite a shot from Corbin Carroll, and it's one nothing Reno. What a shot. There it is. The top prospect in baseball is coming up to take on the Phillies tonight. I am got my college shirt on. See the college shirt? I know. That means you know what that means? You're Chase Field bound. I am Chase Field. I said I'm going to be there when this kid plays his first game. I am going to be. I want to be there when this kid plays his first game. This is as good a prospect as the Diamondbacks have ever had. Maybe since Justin Upton. Okay, as good a prospect as they've ever had. And this kid is, uh, man, he crashed through the minor leagues. Just crashed through it. I mean, the kid was unbelievable. And now here he comes. He has played, I'm looking at a D-backs facts and stats. He's played in only 142 games in the minor leagues. Remember, they didn't play last year. 12th youngest overall for the D-backs debut. 6th youngest hitter. 3rd youngest outfielder. 2nd ever D-back born in 2000 or later. 
Now think about that. He just turned 22 last week. Yes. Alec Thomas is the other. The second ever D-back born in 2000 or later. Alec Thomas is the other one. And he will be making his debut tonight, batting eighth in right field for your Arizona Diamondbacks. And this is, and and I've been, you know, I've been kind of getting excited about this for a while. And I had spoke with the Diamondbacks. I knew he was going to get called up right around now. I said I expected him to be a September call up. They just figured this. There's no triple-A game today. But I spoke with the Diamondbacks earlier this morning. There's no triple-A game today. They thought about having him up for the White Sox series, but they thought it might be better to have him start at home. Sure. You know, and you know, not in the middle of a series or anything like that. So just bring him up today and uh, and let him play. So he will be, uh, yeah, batting eighth, playing right field tonight for the Arizona Diamondbacks. This is an exciting time. I mean, I really, I really believe that. I think this is – because this is, to me – the along with Alec Thomas and all of the other players that we're getting a chance to see, Tommy Henry, this is the the turning of the Diamondbacks. This is the changing of the guard for the Diamondbacks. David Peralta's gone, and Nick Ahmed will be gone, and uh, hopefully Madison Bumgarner will be gone. And like this is the changing of the guard. This is a new group of players that with McCarthy and Varsho and Thomas. And, and Corbin Carroll, Drew Jones, and Drew Jones, who's you know, and and Lawler. I mean, who's you know not ready now, but you know maybe next year at this time he'll be ready. There are there are a lot of great players in this system, and there's a lot to be excited about if you're an Arizona Diamondback fan. Corbin Franklin Carroll hails from the Seattle area. You know, Gamble, you mentioned we had Jake Lamb. We had Jake Lamb was a Seattle area guy. Yeah, Jake Lamb. He play actually played at UW. Now Carroll committed to UCLA, but decided to that's right uh, join join. Uh, you know, the Diamondbacks after getting drafted in 2019. You you mentioned him not playing last year because he had the shoulder surgery right. in May. Remember, he didn't play in 2020 because nobody in the minor leagues did because of COVID. So in 2019, I looked it up. I said, how much how much minor league baseball did this kid play not be- a lot. before this past season? Not a lot. He, paid, he played 31 games uh, for the Arizona Fall League after getting drafted and then played 11 games for the Hillsborough Hops uh, to finish out the 2019 season. Then 2020 gets wiped away because of COVID. 2021 gets wiped away for Carroll because he has the shoulder surgery uh, in May. So he hasn't played all that much, but what a difference he has made and an impact he has made since he has played. If you haven't seen him play yet or you haven't seen highlights of Corbin Carroll on Twitter and you're getting ready to maybe watch him play for the first time tonight, I've got news for you. You're going to be blown away by how not big he is. He's 5'10". He's 5'10", about 165 pounds. Yeah, he's not a big hit. So he's not probably not going to be a power hitter like the way a Justin Upton was, right? He's probably not going to be. I saw somebody compare him to Jacoby Ellsbury when I was doing, you know, four reasons why, you know, he's the top D-back prospect ever. And MLB Pipeline has been ranking prospects since 2004. So in like 20 years almost, there have been 34 D-backs who have appeared in a top 50 to 100 at Mm -hmm. least once. Um, He is the highest that they've ever had at number three. Archie Bradley was number five. Trevor Bauer, number six. Justin Upton, number seven. But this is the highest ranked prospect that the organization has ever had. He's the closest thing to a five-tool player. So he's got all the skills. All of them. He can run. He can hit. He can field. He can throw. But he is not a big kid. He's probably not like... He's, he's going to be a guy that gets on base a whole lot. He'll hit some home runs. But and he can run like the wind. He can run and he can field. and uh, But he's not going to replace Alec Thomas. So here's the thing. The other thing, too. 
left-handed Corbin Carroll, left-handed hitter. Mm-hmm. McCarthy, left-handed hitter. Varsho, left-handed hitter. Alec Thomas, left-handed hitter. All of their top players are left-handed hitters. So I like a little Stone Garrett in there if he could play a little bit and, you know, get that right-handed bat in. You know, facing the lefty tonight. You're facing the lefty tonight. So you get that right-handed bat in the lineup. Now, in, in my conversations this morning, he's going to play a lot, but, you know, he's played a full season plus. So he's going to, you know, he's going to get some days off here and there. This is a tough problem to have because no, nobody deserves to sit. No, Varsho doesn't deserve to sit. McCarthy doesn't deserve to sit. Thomas doesn't deserve to sit. Heck, Stone Garrett's been playing well. He doesn't deserve. Everybody's played so well. So tough problems to have for Tory Lavella. But Carroll's played a long year. He's played every day. So he's not going to play every day here. They'll give him a few days off here and there. But this is an exciting time. Like I am, I'm ready to go. Like I'm going to the game tonight. I think if you're a D-back fan, you may want to say, hey, I was at this kid's debut because this kid has a chance to be a very, very special baseball. And game it's been a long time since there's been a reason to watch Diamondbacks baseball in September. A long, long time. Now there is, thanks to guys uh, like Corbin Carroll. And you're right. Listen, they're not gonna. He's not gonna play every day. Uh, Mike Hazen's talked about this. Tory will probably talk about it here tomorrow. That's Tory's job. He's got to get the the revolving door in that outfield and just right. kind of divvy up the playing time and the at bats. Plus, listen, Corbin Carroll, if everything goes right, is here to stay. He's not going back. One way ticket. Down. One, One way, way ticket. ticket. But yeah, having said that, Gamble, you look at the difficulties of the September schedule. You know, I, I wrote it down the other day. Let me look at it. Twenty four of their thirty three September games: Padres, Dodgers, Brewers, Astros. Okay, that that that's tough sledding. That's gonna be real tough for the Diamondbacks uh, against those four playoff bound teams. You don't want Corbin Carroll to have to not have success. You don't want confidence to be affected here in September. You want to put him in a, a good position and a good frame of mind so when he enters spring training 2023, it's nothing but positive thoughts right. and good vibes yeah. about the September 2022 he spent up at the big league level. Listen, one of the things that really helps with this call-up is the trade of David Peralta. I reported this earlier on uh, July 30th when they you know, after the Peralta trade. Um, like, this helped. I mean, there was no chance if Peralta had stayed on the roster that Corbin Carroll would be up because Peralta being a veteran and looking for a new contract was never going to get benched or DH. He was going to play five days a week had he remained. So getting Peralta out of here really helped. Now McCarthy's done such a good job in left field. I, I actually love McCarthy's game. I love his speed. He's one of the fastest players I think I've ever seen. I mean, I'm not saying he's Vince Coleman or Ricky Henderson, but man, he is fast and he's quick. I saw him steal third base the other day. He's just, just a good instinctive ball player that's a great fielder. So this is something to get excited about. The Diamondbacks calling up Corbin Carroll. He's the top prospect in baseball, according to many, and he will be in the lineup tonight as they take on the Phillies. Oh, and by the way, they swept the White Sox over swept the weekend. Them. Yeah, they fired, did they fire Tony La Russa yet? <laughs> did they fire him? Jerry Ryan. Tony, wake up! Tony! 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 Wake up! <laughs> Tony, it's 2022. Tony. Yeah. Your team is underachieving again. I mean, how about Jerry Reinsdorf trying to rehire? I mean, LaRusso was cooked when he was here. He well, was and done. He, and he never managed when he was here. And he wasn't even managing. Yeah. And Jerry Reinsdorf <laughs> felt bad about firing him in the mid-80s and tried to wrong that, right that wrong. By bringing back a 95-year-old LaRusa to manage the, I have the, funniest, the White Sox last year. I have the funniest voicemail saved on my, my cell phone. I'll have to play it for you during the break. From Tony. 
I'll have to play. I can't, I can't play it on the air, but I mean, it's it's hilarious. You'll get such a kick out of it. The Arizona Cardinals <laughs> starting to cut players. Not a whole lot, but we've got some names, including one surprise cut. We'll talk about that next on 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. We're going to get to the Cardinals in a second. We're going to, we're going to talk a lot of Cardinals today. But, man, I, you know, I'm just, you know, my Twitter timeline, Gambo987, is blowing up. A lot of people, man, I hope there's so much hype on this kid. I hope he's the real deal. Oh, look, he's going to be a very, very good baseball player. But let's not expect him to go out there and hit three home runs tonight. Okay, let's just be patient. Like, be patient. He's a kid. If he goes, he's old. If he goes 0 for 4 with three strikeouts yeah, tonight, it's fine. O- it's it's okay. fine. It's fine. It's okay. I will say this. It's fine. He's going to be good. Thinking of the most hyped debuts for a Diamondbacks player. I, I don't quite... I wasn't here yet when Upton made his debut in 2007. I'm going to imagine the fact that he was a number one overall pick in 2005. They hyped him up too quick. That had and to be he pretty was, big. They, they just uptown, that they really hyped him up, and I hope they don't do... The problem is, and, and they're not doing that now, and I think you have to let these kids just play without, you know, you know, having all the fanfare and, you know... You know don't, don't, they hyped up Upton so much. They needed him to sell tickets. I mean, I, know, I, 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 I arrived in 09. Don't, Actually, don't do it. I covered that team in 2007 because I was a Rockies broadcaster, and obviously those teams met in the National League uh, Championship Series. But listen, by the way, speaking of debuts, from a national standpoint, mm-hmm. no, uh, this is not nearly as big as Trevor Bauer. When Bauer made his debut... For the D backs, that had I remember. that had national eyeballs on it from baseball writers and fans all over the country. Because he was a weird, quirky dude. It seems it was a strange right. bird. The with warm ups, warm ups, but just how dominant he was at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I remember it was I think it was Buster Only that woke up at six a.m. and tweeted, "Happy Trevor Bauer Day." It was Bauer and Archie Bradley in the same draft. They got, they got them, the guys in the same in the first round right. in the same Did draft. They, get they got Archie Bradley. Like seventh. I, don't, I remember the numbers, but they got Bradley yeah. and Trevor Bauer in the in the same draft. All right, the Arizona Cardinals cut down day is coming by one p.m. tomorrow. They got to have that roster down to fifty three. They have cut several players: Jace Whitaker, uh, Andrea Bocelli, uh, Coda Martin, Joe Walker, Josh Jackson, second round pick for Green Bay in two thousand eighteen. A cornerback was cut. So that's an interesting name right there because they're absolutely, you know, they're, they're short on cornerbacks right now. There's not a lot of depth there. We don't know the extent of Antonio Hamilton's injury and whether he'll be, you know, available for week one or not. But he had started off pretty well, Josh Jackson, and he ends up getting cut by the Dimex. Again, a second round pick from the Packers in 2018. They picked him up this year. He got cut. Now, I do think that they want to get Jason. Whitaker and maybe even Bocelli on the practice squad. So sometimes you release guys early, give them an opportunity to see if they can hook up with somebody else. And then you have a plan for the practice squad. If they don't get picked up, that you put them on your practice squad. I would think that they would want Jace Whitaker on their practice squad. But still, I mean, this was a cornerback room that was light on NFL caliber talent yeah. 12 hours ago. Now they're light on bodies. I mean, you send, you send Jackson and Whitaker to the waiver wire. Whether or not you bring Whitaker back on the practice squad, clearly you don't think that's a player that can help you in week one. So what this tells me, and this is, hello, Captain Obvious, but clearly the moves are going to happen 
in that cornerback room. Well, I mean, yeah. Now, now yeah. see, b- before you could say, well, listen, maybe they'll just go to war with the guys they've had in no, camp. No, they're going to trade. Uh, Jackson I, I, Whitaker. Now, those guys are gone. I mean, now now you literally, you have you have Christian Matthew, the seventh round pick out of Valdosta State, which doesn't probably inspire a ton of confidence. And then you have... Isaiah obvious, Simmons can play some corner. You have your, you have your, mm-hmm. your quote-unquote big three, and you have Christian Matthews. Now you only have four. Bo- I mean, they, they have to sign guys or trade for guys now. Yeah, listen, they, just don't, I, they don't have the bodies. And boy, Gamble, I'm telling you right now, I know Isaiah Simmons, you know, technically can do it, but I mean, are you going to feel comfortable in the in the first opening weeks of the season and not against if, not the Chiefs? Not if he's a primary linebacker in certain situations and spots, yeah, but not as a primary linebacker. No, I, listen, I know they've been working on a trade for two weeks now. They've been working to try to trade um, for a cornerback, but a lot of teams were reluctant to trade early, just fearing that what if I get an injury? What if I trade you a cornerback and then I have a corner go down? So teams were kind of waiting, and I, I thought it would probably come down by, by Friday because a lot of teams, okay, I'm not going to play many guys in the final preseason. Yeah, look, the Cardinals had like what? 38 guys not play in that game against Tennessee. Like 38 guys didn't play. I think they played like 42, but 38 did not play. So but now's useless. the time. Like now's the time if you're going to make a trade. I, I totally think that they're going to sign some guys as well when guys get cut. And this is a good spot to be because when a guy gets cut, like, hey, we got not, not only do we have a, we need you. Like you'll get to play here. You can go sign somewhere else and be their fifth. But we have it. We have a spot for you to play. Joe Walker was a guy that, you know, has been here for a while. They kind of liked him, but Shelly Whitaker's a you know nice player, but in the end so far we got one, two, three, four, five guys cut that we know. More cuts probably coming. We're going to talk a little bit later about the running back, the wide receiver as they kind of pare this thing down. And in the next segment we're going to talk about Andy Isabella and the preseason he had, because I expect he's going to make the team. But it is I am waiting for these, and you're also now you're also looking at these other teams that are cutting players, and there's going to be 700 plus players that are out on the street between today and tomorrow at 1 p.m. our time when you've got to get the roster down to 53, and once that happens, then you're going to have a whole lot of guys and that are going to be cutting. You're going to go out there and try to you know add a few of those guys, and I expect cornerback and maybe even maybe even edge rusher will be a position they address. It'll be interesting. To see if they can't pull off a trade, do they prioritize cornerbacks who have been in camp, who have just been let yes. go by teams, or do you prioritize the veterans uh, that have been on the open market no. now for the entire well, summer? If they had prioritized the veterans on the are, open market, be they'd be here already. They'd be. That's why they didn't go get King. They didn't get bring back Robert Alford. They didn't get any of those guys. But I am like you know there are some surprised. I'm somewhat surprised at Josh Jackson. I mean I yeah I had Campbell. You got to bring in the best football players. And I mean yeah. and listen, I don't know. Who's going to end up? Listen, I joke about it. I say, I mean, we're going to be dumpster diving for cornerbacks here before we play Patrick Mahomes in a couple of weeks. That's, that's not a that's not a recipe for success because, especially if Antonio Hamilton can't go or God forbid somebody gets hurt, uh, they are in a world of hurt. Uh, so, you know, and listen, I, I, only Steve Kime and his people can evaluate the guys that were released, and then you also, if you want to bring in the the Joe Haydens of the world for a workout to get a look at them with your own two eyes, I would assume that they would do their due diligence and do all of that if, if they, they haven't already. If they wanted those guys, the Joe Haydens of the world, like they would have gone out and got them. 
Why would you wait this long and then bring him in? No, you're, you'd rather have a guy that's been in a camp that gets cut now on the last day. He's in shape. He's ready to play. He's got to learn your system. You'd rather have that guy than yeah. have a guy that's been sitting at home and you don't know what kind of shape he's in. And you'd rather get a guy. But I also think, listen, I, I don't know what they'd be willing to give up to get a cornerback, but like the, the feeling was that they could get a better cornerback through trade than getting one on a street free agent. And I did think that they'd probably get one by Friday, maybe even, you know, Saturday game day. But, you know, now you've got, you still got time. There will be some trades that are made. Some people even, is Victor DiMuccagey going to get traded? Andy Isabella going to get traded? Is one of the running backs going to get traded? You know, is it possible that somebody wants something that you have and you could throw in, I don't know, a sixth or a seventh round pick and a player to go get yourself a cornerback? That's a possibility too. Well, listen, Arizona sports. Breaking news. Here we go. Well, we go. it might not be the breaking news you guys are expecting, but it's interesting nonetheless. Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers have agreed to a restructured one-year contract that will keep the quarterback in San Francisco this season. What? The contract contains a no-trade and a no-tag clause, assuring Garoppolo will remain in San Francisco this season and have the freedom to leave in wow. 2023. Wow. I know what they're... I mean, listen, they A, they want to keep him out of Seattle and not have to face him twice. And B, listen, I think they want the insurance that, listen, we feel we... Trey Lance isn't good? Exactly. But why would he want that? Why would he want the... Wouldn't you want to go somewhere and play? Then rather than the restructured contract? Well, I mean, how much... Maybe he's mo- seen Trey Lance in practice uh, and he knows he will right. play. Right. And, and also, I mean, how much money was in that restructured contract? You know, because other teams yeah. aren't other teams aren't going to trade for him when they know the 49ers probably want to cut him before they went ahead and did that new deal. Okay, which well, obviously makes it more club friendly. Well, while keeping Garoppolo happy, we'll get some information on this. We'll come back around two forty five. We'll talk Jimmy Garoppolo staying with San Francisco 49ers. Andy Isabella, what's his chances to make the team? He spoke about it after the another solid preseason game on Saturday. We'll talk about that next on ninety eight seven FM Arizona Sports Station. <laughs> The Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Sanderson Ford, 51st Avenue in Glendale. I've got their Labor Day sales event going on. New inventory arriving daily. Sanderson Ford, 51st Avenue in Glendale. Online at SandersonFord.com. They have our Twitter poll question. Eric, I haven't even seen it yet today. What is it? Well, speaking of new inventory, the Diamondbacks called up their top prospect outfielder, Corbin Carroll. I've got a couple quick questions for you guys about tonight and his future. First up, short term. Tonight. Just a fun one. How many hits do you think he's going to get? Zero, one, two, or three plus? I'll go one. I'll go five for five. There you go. I like one. it. Yeah. I mean, since it really doesn't matter, let's think big. Think go big. Five for five, six RBIs, Jeez. a home run, and a double. That's three plus <laughs> right there. Well, unfortunately, Ringer, you're in the minority. 8.7% are that confident. Leading the way, though, Gambo, you're with the people. 51.3% say one hit. 28.4% say two. 13.6% say zero. But long term, if you're the Diamondbacks, how do you handle <laughs> Corbin Carroll's time in the majors for the rest of this season? 
it. You throw them in the fire, have them play as much as possible, or you ease them into it. Uh, you throw them in. Get them in your bats. Get them ready for next year. Yeah, I mean, you don't ease it we'll into it. we got a couple it. days off here and there, but yeah, I mean, listen, play the majority. Listen, like, there, there's 33 games in September. Uh, he's going to face some of the best teams in baseball. I mentioned earlier 24 of those 33 September games, Padres, Dodgers, Brewers, and Astros. Listen, of those 33, if Corbin Carroll can play 28, that'd be great. Well, 79.2% agree. Throw him into the fire. All right, that is the Sanderson Ford poll question on the Burns and Gambo page. You can vote on it. We'll check back a little bit later. Andy Isabella. Listen to this play from the game on Saturday. Garantano to the air for the first time. Stan Strong delivers. Andy Isabella on the run at the 40. Hits the brakes at the 45-50. Loose at the 40 at Tennessee. Hits the nitrous at the 30. Andy Isabella weaves through at the 10. Inside the 5, near the goal line. Andy Isabella with a catch and big run deep into Tennessee territory. Oh, man. That was a terrific play. Paul Calvisi with the play-by-play call right there. Andy Isabella taking it all the way down. You know, yeah, it was it was yards after the catch, right? We were talking about yak, yards after the yak. catch. That was about 40 yards after the catch. That was about 40 yards after the catch. Cut it inside. My favorite part of that play was, man, it was a linebacker coming in on him, and he thought he was going to strip him at the last second. He held on to the ball. Like, he knew somebody was going to try to strip that from you because you're zigging and you're zagging, and you're going from the sidelines back to the middle of the field. Held on to the ball, went down, and then they get the touchdown to Dorch just a couple of plays later. So it's Isabella sets it up. Both of those guys have played really, really well. And it is probably one of the biggest questions with cut down day coming up by, you know, tomorrow by 1 p.m. is, is Andy Isabella going to make this roster? I believe that he will make the roster just on stuff that I've heard. Now, could he be traded? Possibly. There's, you know, what I will agree with people is like, there's not a lot of room for him to play. I mean, if he's the sixth wide receiver, you know, after all is said and done, I mean, how much time is he going to get? And I don't think he's going to be a returner. But for the first time in years, he had an opportunity to play in the preseason, like really shine in the preseason without injuries or COVID or any of that stuff. And he really stood out this year. He really played well. How does he not make the team? I, I mean, I would like to know. I saw one. Uh, I think only trade. I, I don't think you cut him. I think he. I think somebody wants him and think he's thinks he's a top five receiver, and you're going to have him as six. Oh no, ESP, you may trade him. ESPN's projection, and maybe this is because of a trade. But ESPN's projection was that Victor Bolden would make make the team. Uh, the final 53 and Andy Isabella wouldn't. Now, maybe they're basing that on a trade, but listen, you look at them keeping six, there's just no way Isabella doesn't make the team. Now, if you're going to package him up with a draft pick and try to get a cornerback, that's a whole other story. But in terms of Andy Isabella actually making the football team on his own football merits, that's going to happen. Maybe he caught a break because of DeAndre Hopkins, but even if that were not the case, I still think Andy Isabella would be on the football team. He's earned it. It's funny, you know, Gambo, he was a second round pick. At that point, I don't think, at this point, I don't think that matters anymore. No. But, but, but what I do think, though, is Andy Isabella has done nothing during his time here. And you've hung on to him. Like, you stuck with the guy. He finally looks like he could be an NFL player, somewhat productive. So hold on to him. And, and well, now he knows his now, last year of now, his contract. Right, now you're going to get yeah. rid of the guy. <laughs> Here's uh, Andy Isabella. Uh, he was talking about that, that they can't be broken. He said, they can't break me. I think I was overlooked. I think they turned their back on me. Um, but I overcame again, and I think that's maybe why I operate best. I've been overlooked my whole life. 
uh, coming out of UMass and Mayfield, everything, um, and that motivates me. And um, but I know my purpose is is my my purpose that God gives me is to inspire these kids to look up to me and my family. And um, so when I go out there, I really remember that, and that motivates me to go hard every play, even when I'm tired, even when I don't want to show up. I know I have a greater purpose. Yeah, he is saving his football career right now. What he's doing is he is saving his football career. He has turned a lot of heads. If he doesn't make the Cardinals roster, it's probably because of trade, because somebody else likes what they see in him. Here is He was asked, does he envision himself making the final 53-man roster? Sure, I want to play, so whoever's going to play me, um, I hope that's where I go. If it's here, if they're going to give me reps, then uh, I'm happy to be here and happy to make plays, happy to impact, uh, make an impact for this team. Um, so I hope uh, that's the case. I love Arizona. And we're going to see what happens. Whatever motivates Andy Isabella is fantastic. That's great. Good for him. I I, I, I don't appreciate the they turn their back on me. I mean, Andy Isabella was picked in the second round. He was given ample opportunities and looks and reps during his first few years here. Maybe last year that wasn't the case, but Andy Isabella had every opportunity to make an impact on this football team. So to play the... You know, they gave up on me and I never got an opportunity card probably isn't completely accurate and a little bit of revisionist history. But if he's using that to motivate him now uh, to potentially make a team and not only make a team gamble, he wants to be active on. Listen, he was on the team last year, but he was inactive on game days. Now, now for Andy Isabella, the next step is to not only make the team, but be active on game days and go out there and make plays. And I'll take it a step further. If Andy Isabella is improving at this rate in this clip, Who's to say he might not be a a better player than Rondell Moore? I mean, listen, that sounds crazy to say, but let's see how this season shakes out. Well, how about A.J. Green? And how about could, how, he, could, how be, a, could he be a better player than A.J. Green? He's not going to be a better player than DeAndre Hopkins or Hollywood Brown. No. I wouldn't think he's better than Rondell Moore, but we'll see. But A.J. Green is an older player who, you know, was somewhat productive last year for sure, but he's got no part of your future. Now, Andy Isabella's on the final year of his contract, too, so he may not have a big part of your future either, even if you keep him. You know, he's not a dynamic returner. I would think that they go for for Dortch. They've got Wesley for length if they want to go with Leslie. The question is, if he is your sixth receiver on your roster, is there any playing time for him? And the answer might be no. Well, that's the problem. That's where, and that's where I go Unless with that. Like, it's an injury. It's or, just or, protection. Or has he gotten, is he that much improved that he could actually challenge Rondell Moore? I, I'm not saying that he that he is better or will be better. Yeah, or maybe, will take, maybe he could challenge uh, him. What I'm, what I'm saying, yeah, like that. that we don't know anything about Rondell Moore. We know he was drafted out of Purdue. He's a speed guy. He's, you know, he's got potential. But we haven't seen anything in Rondell Moore. Point. Like, oh, there's no way that he's not going to. We that's don't know that Rondell Moore is going to be a star player in this we, league. We have no data on Rondell no. Moore that he's that he's irreplaceable. No, we believe that he's a talented kid, but we just don't. We don't. We haven't seen him do it on a regular basis. We have not. So, and we haven't seen Isabella do it either. But no. if you're Andy Isabella, that. That's got to be your next frontier, not only making the team, but being active on game day and saying, you know what, Cliff and Steve and and everybody else who makes decisions like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm better than that guy. I'm better than Rondell Moore. I'm going to help you guys win games better than Rondell Moore can. I mean, if that, that's that's got to be his mentality, I would think, going forward now. And everything that he's shown in the preseason, again, you don't know who he's doing it against out there in the preseason. 
but he looks to be much improved. He had a good camp, and who knows what he can do now on Sundays if he gets that opportunity. I'm excited to see it if it comes about. Bix Picks is back for the 2022 NFL season. Text PICK to 620-620 to sign up and compete against Dan Bickley for your chance at the grand prize, a 75-inch TV courtesy of Corona Extra. Weekly winners will receive an NFL jersey of their choice and a $50 gift card to cold beers and cheeseburgers. Just text PICK to 620-620 to enter. Surprising move in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo staying with the 49ers. We'll talk about that next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo. All right, Tim Ring filled in for Burns. He take you up till 6 o'clock today, and then I'm off to uh, Chase Field to go see the debut of Corbin Carroll. The top prospect in baseball called up by the Arizona Diamondbacks going to play right field in bat eight today. Surprising news here. Jimmy Garoppolo has agreed to a restructured deal to remain with the San Francisco 49ers. A couple of things. My, my initial thoughts is sucks for Seattle in case they were thinking that they were going to get him, right? 100%. But he was Seattle. Like, now, they were, you know, the, the Browns. The Jets, the Titans were all linked to him. But a lot of people felt like, okay, Seattle. They Come on, Geno Smith, really? Are they really going to roll out Geno Smith in week one? Yes, they are. Yeah, they are now. But they may have been, listen, they may have done nothing thinking that the, the 49ers were not going to pay Jimmy Garoppolo $25 million. They were going to let him go. Um, but they agreed to a restructured deal with Jimmy Garoppolo. One of the other reasons is that I that I was thinking is, Man, Trey Lance was not good in that last preseason game. He was not, he was running around for his life. He completed seven passes for like 40-something yards. He got sacked. He was not good. That was not a good performance. The f- final preseason game, they, they lost to the, the Texas, beat him 17-0. And he was out there for like three series, and they didn't go anywhere with him leading the way. Maybe that was like, okay, we better hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo just in case this Trey Lance thing doesn't work out. And knowing that, I'm surprised Garoppolo said, yeah, you can hold on to me for the entire amount of money that, that you owe me. That would be great. Well, that was never going to happen. Right. But he gets himself, not. what, $6 million guaranteed well, he's, so he's, the ability to make more? Yeah, he's the highest, so he's the highest paid backup quarterback in the league now. He's going to make 6.5, but they've built in the incentives now. So in other words, if Garoppolo does at some point take over for Lance, if Lance is ineffective or gets injured, uh, Garoppolo can make as much as, what, $16 million. Listen, the Niners feel they have a Super Bowl caliber roster. Right, and, and this is a great insurance policy. And, and it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a security blanket for Kyle Shanahan. There's no question about it. I mean, if, if, if Garoppolo is gone and Lance is, is mucking up the whole season... And they're not scoring points, and they're not moving the sticks. You got no place to go. Now you got some place to go. You got a veteran quarterback who is taking you to the Super Bowl, who has won big playoff games on the road. You know who you know, while not maybe the the best long term solution, and has limitations. You know can go out there and win you a football game. 
And now he's he's back. I mean, it's a yeah. I think it's a brilliant. Nate Sudfeld and Brock Purdy weren't going to get it done. <laughs> you know, Nate Sudfeld would have been the backup quarterback. He's making like two million dollars a year. So now you're going to play Garoppolo six seven with the ability to make sixteen. And I don't listen. Let's talk about this from a Cardinals perspective. This is not good news. I think one of the things that we kind of counted on was that Trey Lance was not going to be ready because he hasn't played a whole lot of football going back to last you know last year and then going back to college. And, and he didn't play at a high level in college. He may have all the talent in the world, but he doesn't have any experience. So one of the beliefs in for the Cardinals being better than the 49ers was not that they have a better roster. I think we would all agree that the 49ers roster is awfully good, but that their quarterback may not be ready to win them a lot of close football games. For some reason, though, the Cardinals seem to have Jimmy Garoppolo's number. I would look at the look at the numbers, but they seem to they seem to play their best football when they're matched up uh, against the 49ers. But yeah, no, in all seriousness. You're right. I mean, Trey Lance is certainly a an X factor for that team. You're John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. You're, you're like, well, listen, we have all the pieces in place, and we got a quarterback. And remember, here's the deal with Trey Lance. He just hasn't played a lot of football since high school. No. I mean, not a lot of football at all because of the COVID year um, and other factors and sitting out most of last year and not getting a lot of reps. He just hasn't played a lot of football since high school. He hasn't taken many snaps. He hasn't thrown the football in live competition all that much at all as an adult. So I mean, there, there's there's just there's just not a lot there's just not a lot there. No, from an experience standpoint, no, 2000, not. 2008 he didn't play. 2019 is the one year that they have on record for him, and he was awfully good in North Dakota State in 2019. But then in 2020, you know, the guy played in one game, played in one game in 2020. So he hasn't had any real like like real real action since 2019 on a consistent basis. It's 2022. Think We've about that. seen yep. him in the NFL, but not at the now in 2019 when. North Dakota State when he had 28 touchdowns and no interceptions. Yeah, okay, he was great. But that's also North Dakota State, and that's also three years ago. So I understand, you know, them. the thing with me is just Jimmy G. Like, why, like, why did he want to stay there and potentially be the backup all year long? Why? Was Subway not paying enough with the commercials? <laughs> was more money going to the grandma than him? I don't, I, you know, I, like, why not go somewhere else and have the ability to start? Unless... There wasn't a starting opportunity out there. Yes. Unless Seattle really was. No, because if I'm Seattle, I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want to win seven games. I want the top. I want I want a top three pick in the draft. Or or let me let me let me let me throw this. And again, this is speculation. But we don't know what's going on in that locker room. I mean, who's to say that George Kittle, the veterans, and Debo Samuel Mm -hmm. and, and Fred Warner on the other side of the football aren't going up to Jimmy and say, man, be ready. This ain't working. This is not going to work, dude. But if he knew he had a starting job somewhere else, would you not have wanted to take that and be a starting quarterback, even if it's in Seattle? There's words that Lynch didn't want to play. Because week two, they play each other. Week two. There's words that Lynch didn't want to play Garoppolo in week two. I, I don't play I mean, Were they scared? Were the 49ers just scared that the Seattle was going to grab him and that you were going to play him in two weeks? And lose? Like if he, Maybe. If he, like he's, right? <laughs> I just don't understand why Seattle would want to get... Unless Seattle looked at him as a long-term fixture better than anything that they can get in the draft. I just think they look at him as a short-term, better quarterback than Locke and Smith. That that was just somebody that oh, they could kind of grab and in the short but term I don't, as they rebuild. But I don't think anybody should look at there. Jimmy Garoppolo. He's 30 years old. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo could be a starting quarterback in this league for the next seven years. Like, I don't think you look at Jimmy Garoppolo and say, you know, he's a short-term guy. I don't, I don't look at him the way I would look at, like, a Matt Ryan. Yeah, I've got him for a couple of years or two, and then that's it. Jimmy Garoppolo... Could be somebody starting quarterback for the next five years easily. 
in the right situation. But you just get the feeling the scouts and GM don't look at Jimmy Garoppolo and say, that's our guy. That's that's the guy. Despite the fact that, yeah, he's taken a team to the Super Bowl. He's won big playoff games at home and on the road. He's been effective. But there's always been something missing. Like they, they won in spite of Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. missed that throw. Jimmy G. won a lot of football you games. You can't miss that throw if you're Jimmy G. He may won. He won a lot of football games. And that's I'm, the thing. Like they went. They went to Green Bay and won at Lambeau. I, I know. Not that he was great in that game, but well, they went there and won. Like he's a leader. He right. is a leader. That's a classic Garoppolo game. The, uh, right. Garoppolo goes on the road and he beats Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field as an underdog. But you look at that game and you're like, what the hell did Jimmy Garoppolo have to do with winning that football no. game? <laughs> right. And that's and that's kind of the stigma that's kind of followed him around his entire career. It's like, yeah, he won, but yeah, what did he exactly? I mean, do? usually the best quarterbacks are. Italians, so you know, Pastorini, Montana. He is a handsome man, though, but Jimmy Garoppolo. Is he not, guys? Right? All right, am I right? I don't know. I oh, come tell. on, Gambo. I swear I can't tell. I'd have to ask my wife. I ask my wife all this. That guy good looking? I'm secure in my masculinity. You can say it. That's a handsome man. Probably is. I mean, he is. He is. He probably is. He is Italian. He's not as good looking as you, of course, Gambo. But he's. I mean, he's. Do you know an Italian that's not good looking? No. Christopher Columbus? I mean, right. I'm sure that was a very handsome man back in the day, Christopher Columbus. I'm sure he was. All right, so that's the news. Jimmy Garoppolo, restructured deal. Stays with the 49ers. Six million with incentives. If he plays a lot, you could be up to seven, sixteen million dollars So he is not going to Seattle. Geno Smith, your starting quarterback in week one for Seattle. Jimmy Garoppolo will stay, back up Trey Lance, and be there for insurance just in case something happens with Lance. There was an absurd... I heard Bickley and Murata talking about this earlier today, this uh, kind of absurd from the heavy.com trade suggestion by an NF, uh, by an NBA Western Conference executive that has something to do with Anthony Davis and the Suns. We'll talk about that next on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. (laughs) 